Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast, episode 111. It's all the ones, just like the points that we've ended up picking up for the last couple of games, unfortunately. Oh yeah, so what is This week you are joined by myself, Worko, or Jack, and also PunkChef41. Now before we ask about how each other's week's been, we need to get into all the little housekeeping. We're knocking on your door and ignoring your little paper sign that says do not disturb and we're coming to do the housekeeping anyway. So if you are a join member, this month's video is actually live where you can watch myself and Dexterity Box play FIFA. And oh boy, you, you, do, not want, you do not want to miss that one because uh, the Don't rage that headphones. comes out of my mouth is, is horrendous. It is absolutely horrendous. Jake here can testify to that. He's watched it. Yep. It was it was oh boy oh boy oh boy. But anyway, other than that, you can also join the Discord if you're not already a member uh, of the Discord. Please join it. We're all a friendly bunch, uh, and we'd love to hear your input in the various talking football, talking Wednesday sections. And other than that, as well, there are reviews now. All your favorite podcast platforms you can actually find us on, and we would love it dearly if you could give us some reviews on there because. Anything you say to help improve the podcast, to to give us praise, we can we can either do more on or we can we can improve the podcast basically. And if you uh, give five anyway, stars, we will be able to read your exactly. uh, thing out. And also, Dex is doing a watch along on Friday for the Oxford game, which is the seventh, I believe. Uh, at least I think he said he was doing a watch along. Um, could change, but I'm pretty sure he's doing a watch along for that. So yeah. Um, been interesting how's your week been jake interesting interesting, interesting. to say the least um let's just it's it just be one of the week where because the football gone a bit meh me week and me mood's gone a bit meh and all the infighting we're sudden, suddenly seeing is really kind of getting on my nerves and yeah. I, yeah i've been trying to like walk away from the football a little bit and like not like get involved in it like i, d- I barely do the tw- twitter thing anyway because I, I, at least if I go on YouTube, it's my bit that I can, like, not self-censor, but I can have my reaction and say stuff. But it's been, it's been a weird week. Uh, fan base has gone a bit mental. The only thing I'm looking forward to now is that come Thursday, well, technically Wednesday, it's the start of the Masters, and I'm a massive golf nerd. And this is like... You old man, honestly. Said the person, old men love golf. Nobody else. And says the person Sorry. who played anyway. cricket. <laughs> Cricket's an enjoyable sport it when is, you play it. It, I it, mean, it, 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 it is. But it's the, a bit boring to watch. Yeah. I won't like the T20's fun with all the like all the foam fingers and the frigging the beer and the beer uh glass. I say glass, it's a plastic cup, but the you beer mean the cup tower. snakes. Yeah. The they're just they're they're all fun. All the, all the crowd banter's fun. It 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 been an interesting one this week and been interesting personally wise as well. Um yes. Yes. it's just been one of those ones where I've been just slowly taking my time. Um it it was a bad it was a bad week last week and I'm just trying to gear myself up for this last last bit of running of the season. And I'm now having to start to look at rearranging my May plans, <laughs> which <laughs> I, I was hoping to have a bit of a yeah. break and now it doesn't oh, look boy. like I'm gonna have one. How's your week been anyway, mate? <laughs> Oh, it's been interesting. In fact, actually, some of you might know because you might have tuned in, but I was on BBC Radio Lincolnshire ahead of the fixture against Lincoln. Um, and I think that went quite well. It, it did very well. Kind of nervous because I wasn't really given much prep. It was just sort of like 10 seconds and you're on air. There you go. Um, that was a that was an interesting thing. I accidentally ended up saying frigging, oh, I mislabeled Barnsley as Derby. Because in my head, right, and Jake's laughing his ass off right now, and uh, so many other people were, because in my head, I had the words local Derby. And for some reason, that made me then go, oh, yeah, against local rivals Derby, rather than local rivals Barnsley, about the ending of the unbeaten run. Yeah. And so whoever was tuned in to that broadcast, there you go, you get to laugh at me for that one. But uh, yeah, well. and I also, I might be getting a job in radio soon, fingers Ooh. crossed, all, all superstitious things, you know, touch wood, whatever. Um, don't you laugh at that one about touching wood, Jake. I know what your mind's like. Uh, you've well, you've already laughed word. at me for saying that before. But yes, I might be getting a job some, somewhat in radio soon. Which uh, so actually, my uh, my radio broadcast that I was a guest on, it was good practice. Twenty minutes was uh, was good practice. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I think I did well. I don't know what you guys thought. If you think I did well on that and you listened in, put it in the comments. Put it in the comments how you think it went. I will. But, I uh, will say something. When I was listening to it, I was like, I, d I don't listen to much local radio anymore. Back in the day, yeah. I, I listened to a lot of uh, Praise or Grumble. And what was there? Hope and Glory, there was. It was but, their one was Hope and Glory, yes. Yeah. They've got some quite outstanding names for their football shows. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I always find it funny when you go on a local radio show and you hear what the actual terms is for their like fan thing. And when I was listening, it's like Lincoln. I was like, all oh, right, I know Lincoln. Then it's like Boston. I was like, oh, there really isn't many football teams in Lincolnshire, is there? There's <laughs> three. Yeah. They were, they were literally covering three, I think. Yeah. Oh, fun fact, by the way. Former Sheffield Wednesday Academy player Bradley Beatson went to play for Boston United for a good couple of seasons there. Yeah. So there you go. Tidbit. Random your former your Wednesday your fun, player watch. Fun, fun fact. Apart from going on radio, how else has it been? Has it been all right? It's been all right. I mean, just a bit. It's like you said with the football going crap. It just, it's just, I feel a bit flat. Yeah. To be honest. I just feel really like. I think oh, it, I think it's a little bit of well that we haven't had this for like twenty three games, and exactly. we haven't had the usual football feeling, so everything feels a bit weird and meh. Mm. And because we're not used to that, it's taking us a while to go. This is what it is. This is how it is. This is normal. But because we're not used to, it, and seeing how the teams kind of gone down a bit, but we'll get into that right now. So let's talk about. Exactly. Uh, we had two games this week. So we played Cheltenham. <laughs> we did. And we did. You know what? Cheltenham are a very, very good side. Let's just give them a bit of credit. They had a game plan and they stuck to it. First half, we were okay, but didn't really stick to our guns well. Uh, interesting lineup as well with uh, David Stockdale getting the nod ahead of Dawson. And people are like, okay, that's interesting. But in that first half, Stockdale pulled off some very good saves to keep it keep us in it and we were like we're gonna have to be really careful here and see what happens but they do make it one nil and it's just sloppy play by Wednesday uh you could tell that um I had an injury just before that he couldn't really get it out of feet land to a Cheltenham player one nil you're like great right okay and now we're gonna have to see what we do next um and the second is basically and it's something that we're going to talk about later as well. Dotdale parries it, parries a low shot, and he parries it, and there's a Cheltenham player there. And you're like, oh, God, what are we doing? So we're like, what can we do to change this? So he does change it up a bit. He does bring Wilkes on, and Wilkes makes a, a load of difference. He gives us that kind of pace that we need, those runs that we're missing from Windass. Uh, you look at how we got the goal. It was a good ball in by Barry Bannon. Flint gets ahead of you, right, right, well, let's go on and get this. And then you get the goal by Lee Gregory. Really good crossing by Michael Smith for Gregory just to be in there and a thing. But right near the end, we could have nearly won it because Adeneran guided a shot where he should have really buried it and yeah. put it over the uh, stands uh, on the, like, 94th minute. And then on the last kick of the game, Volks hit the post. Are you thinking, we could have actually got that and gone... We could have won 4-2. Yeah. And the annoying thing is, you look at the stats, 23 shots we have, 5 on target. How are we only having 5 on target? So they're 15 and 8. Their actual conversion mm. rate is actually a lot better than ours, yet we had more shots. You look at possession, and I don't think you can look at possession stats anymore because for Wednesday, we have so much possession and we do nothing with it. Yeah. And for the but fact... I often think that that's been a bit of a story. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, I go. often think that a lot of the season, that's been the case, hasn't it? We've had mm. loads of possession, loads of shots. Well, I say loads of shots. I was about to say shots on target, but that's been the problem. Yeah. We've had loads and loads of shots, but not a lot of them have often been finding the back of the net. And this is the issue that we had again against Cheltenham. And with Adenarans, like, he was just leaning too far back. Yeah. He, was, he was practically lining when he hit that ball so no wonder it went skying over he wasn't keeping his head down and yeah. head over it sort of thing and, and you also look at corners we had 11 yeah. corners there too with the amount of height we got in this team why is it not being mm. used to that kind of ability if that makes sense Probably, so yeah it was interesting heads were down a little bit from the Wednesday fan base after that and the players you could tell um so you're thinking right we need a response 
this weekend versus Lincoln. And you're like, right, we can do this. Bear in mind, going into this, and when I did my preview, I mentioned Lincoln are the draw specialists. Up until they played us, 18 draws. So this was their 19th friggin' draw this yeah. season. That's mental. Yeah. <laughs> they are the draw specialists. So we do... We get we get the opening goal. It's a really good header by Smith. It really is. Mm. He rose. It's done what he does well. But their goal is just really bad defending from start to finish. Why are we letting a left back run through our entire midfield straight to the edge of our D and take mm. a shot? Volk didn't put a challenge in. James didn't put a challenge in. Granted, James was playing in midfield, which I thought he actually played very well in that role. I thought there were bits of that game which we looked decent, but we just couldn't do. And then again, it's another shot that is saved and parried by Stockdale. And then it's a goal because Femeru isn't a reactor to the parry. Yeah. And at the age of what um, Stockdale is, reflexes do go. Uh, that timing goes. He has, he'd been a bit rusty as well because he's two games in. And mm-hmm. it's one one like, we're having to really fight for this again. And up until the second half, we were making so many silly mistakes. The confidence of that team had just gone. They were it, just rattled. They were yeah. totally rattled. Yeah. And uh, and as well, a lot of people, I know it's a point that we'll talk about later in a bit more detail, but I honestly think the reason why Dawson isn't in the net again is because after the Barnsley game, his confidence might have been shot. Hmm in my opinion, and then it might have been, we'll, we'll rest, we'll sideline you for a couple of games for you to, like, big yourself back up again and, and come back in. go in the net. Yeah. But the problem was, Stockdale had been out for that long thanks to how good Dawson has been, but he's ended up being rusty on a match day and made, has made that those two silly errors to gift them a goal kind of thing. And it's... Oh, if, but if you look it, at... What, what was frustrating me so much was just how it was reverting back again to... Do you remember last season where like players weren't wanting to yep. commit to tackles and they were just sort of almost expecting somebody else to be there to kind of do it and they were half hearted everybody was yeah it was it was half heartedly kind of wanting to look you know to observe where they were going to go but not wanting to commit to the tackle and it's either just a mental fatigue or it's a case of they're too scared to get injured because people are so many people keep dropping down like flies. Mm. And so they didn't want to commit to a tackle and then potentially get injured themselves because they know how crucial it is right now. And they don't want <laughs> to be on that list. I, th- I think I think at the minute as well, there's a situation with Wednesday as players, as you've seen, that they are... I. It's been said this week, I said it, like the players do want this. If people saying the players mm. don't win- want this, you, you're talking out kind of thing because at the end of the day the players do want this but when you think of going on an unbeaten 23 streak when you have that first loss we haven't bounced back well from it but I think it doesn't help that we put a lot of energy in that Barnsley game and then we've not been able to recoup that energy with players coming in to rotate now people have already said this is because we didn't do well in the January transfer market we didn't recruit enough but one of the biggest things I had actually about this game this game was a prime example why you keep Mighton on loan till the end yep. of the season and just yep. let him come off the bench. Why yep. send him back? That one, I know he wasn't great. And I know people said, oh, he's not playing. Why, do we, why not send him back? If we didn't bring anyone in, I'm wondering if Darren Moore going to bring someone in. Well, let's carry on. So second half, much better. Kept the ball a little bit better. Started to make things happen a bit. Got shots. Nearly won it again. Like Cheltenham, we nearly won it at the end. But why is it that it get to like the 75 minute, 80 minute, and we suddenly wake up? It's back to what happened last season where it would get exactly. right to the end and we're like, we're going for it. Smith had yeah. so many chances in that game. I Don't get me wrong, Smith is a good player at this level. But the amount of chances he has to actually scoring is ridiculous. Like, a lot of Rotherham fans said once he yeah, gets one, he'll get sense. it. But he isn't even getting one at the minute. Or if he is getting one, he's not being able to convert the next. He needs somebody at the side of him who can convert his chances down. Now, Gregory and Smith, we've had to use that option. We haven't had a choice. It's not been an option where we said we can do this. Again, Wilk came off the bench, changed stuff. And I will yeah. say, that referee was appalling. 
the amount of time we were getting pulled back, nothing given, then the moment that they got pulled, it was straight away a free kick. As soon yeah. as I saw who the referee was, I was like, oh, we're screwed here. Um, but Wilkes, he's looking good. He's looking a lot better. And he had some good chances, and he was running at them. And I think on a different day, some of those free kicks get given and yeah. sorted out. I think it's, it's going to be really crucial come the end of this running in the season now because we need to just win. Ideally, we need to win them all. Are we going to do that? I don't see us doing it. The problem is I do see us going on a bit of a draw hunt, and that's not what we need right now, which is annoying. I think once we get the next win, it might boost us again. But it needs to come soon. Like you look yes. at you look at again, 68% possession to 34. 21 shots, five on target. Yep. Lincoln had five shots to three on target. The amount of the attempts on goal that were going wide of the post or over the bar again. It was so frustrating, and like some of them, what frustrated me so much in front in the terms of the final third when the players were in the final third, everyone kept crossing it to each other. They were they were just trying to lay it off for somebody else. No one wanted to pull the trigger. They were all too nervous and too shaken up. Was it Palmer's? Quick, was it Palmer's um, that like he, he kind he kind of went for a shot and it was a shot come cross and it went all the way to the other side? Yes. And yeah. I will say, Johnson didn't took a while to get into the game. I think Johnson, since he'd come back, hasn't come back in properly. It's no, taken him a not. while to get into games. Um, there are positives out of it. We didn't A, we didn't lose. B, we nearly won it again. But at the same time, all these things are now having the people who didn't want Darren Moore in the first place to, again, all the negativity oh, coming out. Yeah. And well, I'm not going to touch on it too much because there's no point. Because at the end of the day, we've, had, we've said it time and time again. I understand the frustration from the fans. I'm frustrated. But at the same time, it's very difficult for us as fans to kind of like not go in on them a little bit because we see how frustrating it is. But yeah. like I think Barry Bannon said after the game, said they're tired and they're going to be. There's no relief. There's no normal. You look at all the players who we got injured. They're all rotational players who can rotate yeah. week in, week yeah. out. And we haven't got that. We've not had that We've for a while. We've literally got the first, the starting 11, and then, yes, players to maybe bring on, but not the players that we need to bring on. The All impact those players. players. The Patterson, the Hunt, you know, that Hunt's now injured as well. Yeah. That's another one. It's just, it's so frustrating because we just, we haven't got the proper options now, I don't think, no. in certain positions. Like, and and this is a thing that I want I do want to speak about as well later on. But like the options that should have been the ones to step step up in the absence of certain players haven't done. No. In Darren Moore's own words, they haven't taken the bull by the horns, and that's what's an, actually quite annoyed me more than anything. Um, is that it's it, it, sure they might have been shouting at the at the desk of Darren Moore. I want some game time. I want you know I'm I'm working hard to get some game time. They do, and then. The they don't do anything with it. Yeah, they just they like they don't take the chance, and that's something that's really, really annoyed me about these last couple. The of thing games. is, you look at the three players who we were kind of talking back in saying mm. Adena and Adena has been okay, but not yeah. great. And Delhi, Delhi just dropped off a cliff. Fizz, yeah, Fizz is Fizz, Fizz, just, Fizz he's, just he's... dropped off a cliff. Backinson, he had one decent game for us, but we haven't seen much. I think no. when Moore pulled him off at half time versus Fleetwood, you kind of had a funny feeling something wasn't right there. And he mm, tried to yeah. put him in, but even he said he's not taking it. We put him no. in, he's not taking it. The, I think the plan was to try and give Will Volks some rest time so yes, he wasn't overdoing yeah. it. But the problem is, you look at like everyone's been talking about the whole situation with Windass and uh, Byers. It's more positive on Windass than it is Byers. Um, yeah. Byers, I am starting to think it may be a season ender because it's sounding oh, more man. like that from Darren Moore. Because yeah. He, 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 yeah. he, he said it sounds more long-term with Byers. With Windass, he sounds a little bit more positive that it might be something we get him back in the next two, get, two weeks of games or something. We could be so crucial. So please, if you're that person that keeps saying that Windass is out for six bloody weeks, no, he's not. Where are you getting this information from? No official source anywhere has been saying this. Darren Moore himself has literally said he is back in... Well, he's being assessed, but he's more than likely back in the next couple of weeks. So where is this six weeks coming from? Please, please tell us what this source is. If it's not just 
a fantasy little world. I'm sorry if I'm seeming a bit like aggressive in this episode. It's just You're I've afraid. had it up to the back teeth. I was doing I was doing the Talking Wednesday Twitter. Oh, by the way, follow at Talking Wed if you don't already. But I was doing the Talking Wednesday Twitter uh, yep. for the last couple of games, and that was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it was like wading through cow dung going through that hashtag SWFC on those two games. It was wasn't fun. horrendous. It wasn't fun. And so... just the misinformation that's being spread at the minute, that like this six weeks of Joss Windass, like the fear-mongering of, oh, it's playoffs, it is then, guys. And all that, this this meltdown. Stop it. Calm it, please. Just I, take a minute. I will say I can't, have a breather, I, I can't right? say anything because at the end of my review, I did say oh, yeah. it feels like it could be playoff because that's how it felt when it is. Yes, but, but... yes. Let's go through what the results were during the week mm -hmm. and during match day. So Exeter beat Barnsley 3-1, which was really helpful, but we couldn't capitalise and only got 2-2. Two -two. <laughs> Here we go. Barnsley 5, Morecambe 0. Derby County 0, Ipswich 2. Cheltenham, Burton 0-0. Nil -nil. Charlton 6. That's 6. <laughs> Yes, Charlton 6. <laughs> Charlton 6, Shrewby 0. Peterborough 0, Otford 0. Plymouth, Portsmouth, sorry, 1, Forest Green 0. Port Vale 0, Cambridge United 2. Wednesday got 1-1 one, one with Lincoln. 2-2 two, two for Fleetwood and Exeter. And 2-2 two, two for MK Dons and Wickham. So, let's just look at the table. It's not great. Uh, it, we're still all the, top. All the results right, right. around us. Went against us, basically. I will say that people are saying we're still top. Stop panicking. We are still top, but we're only top yes. by goal difference. And yes, the other we, thing is, yeah. we played all our games. Everybody mm -hmm. in a via uh, Peterborough have all got games in hand now. Yep. Plymouth, it's with Barnsley Bolton. Plymouth and Bolton are not playing this weekend because they're playing each other in the Papa John's Trophy. Ipswich are now on 78 points. They're like, Two points, three points behind Plymouth on Wednesday. Ipswich now have a goal difference of 43. We have a goal difference of 38. Plymouth have a goal difference of 26. Annoyingly, Plymouth next game is Morecambe in the league. Oh. They, their running is so yep. favourable. And ours is okay, but we've got to turn up. We've got to turn up. Uh, just yeah, go through it. We need to stop having passengers in the team now. It's which. So let's go for the ta the table. Mm -hmm. We're top. We're top. Just on goal distance for eighty points. Then it's Plymouth on eighty. It's Ipswich on seventy eight. It's Barnsley on seventy five. It's Bolton on uh, sixty four, and it Peterborough on sixty four. There's a bit of a gap opening up between fifth, fifth, sixth, from fourth now. Uh, so this top four could go either way. It's gonna it. I hate to say it, it's probably going to go to the end of the season at this rate. And yeah. that's not great for Wednesday's fans' hearts and stuff. But it's never boring being a Wednesday. I said this the last time it was me on an episode, right? I said this. It's never boring being a Wednesday fan, ever. Perfect advert for being a Sheffield Wednesday fan is you'll never be bored. Yeah, It's always it's always a, a big old friggin' roller coaster ride. But like our results now have given Barnsley more hope that they can mathematically get automatics again. Like, do you remember? Yeah. Um, a couple of games ago, they were mathematically out of it. They they, they were saying that they weren't going to catch up again now when it was playoffs. And I'm now pretty, we've given I'm them hope again. I'm pretty sure their game in hand as well is Ipswich versus Barnsley, so that could be interesting. So that's, yeah. The fact that those two play each other is actually really helpful for us. That's going to be, yeah. So, like, come on, Barnsley. But at the same time, I say that through gritted teeth because yeah. I hate that I have to say that. Well... Let's let's go into the news, shall we? Because this yeah, week this yeah. this week been fun in terms of it. Uh, so, mm -hmm. Sheffield went defending on agent fees revealed and how it compared to the League One rivals. Uh, this is from the Xanon Alive. Alf spent just over four hundred thousand on agents and intermittent inter 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 <laughs> fees between February twenty twenty two and January twenty twenty three. The drop is almost half from the previous year. The numbers released by the Football Association today confirmed that the Alf bought out 404,000 on agents and their fees for player transactions in the year from February the 1st, 2022 to January 31st. This year, uh, the figures represent a slight drop from the previous 12 months when Wednesday spent just shy of 800. So it's a good thing. Granted, somebody did make a point, it may have been you. We didn't sign anyone in January, <laughs> apart no. from Flint. So... Um, 
the late tally covered the two transfer window and contact renewal contract within the time, including summer signings of players such as Will Volks, Akin Femmerwell, as well as sole general signing Aidan Flint on loan from Stoke. In terms of where this is among League One clubs, only three side spent more than when the Derby County were the, were the third side to shell out seven, seven figures with a total of a million. Ipswich 849 and Fleetwood of all people, 506 to complete the top three. When they outlined the higher than three championship side, Blackpool, Reading and Rotherham League One club bent with five, is that five million? Yeah, five point, almost just shy of uh, 5.7 million. Yeah. Um, 4.4 million the previous year. Yeah. So if you, if you go on it, it was Derby with a million. It was Ipswich with 800. It was us on 404, Oxford on 381 and Bolton, when you think we're Bolton, are 257, which is incredible. It's, it's interesting to see that, though, because that actually does make sense about why Derby have signed the players that they have because they've spent so much on agent fees. And that, of course, like, sure, they've got the embargo. That means they can't spend any money on players, but that doesn't apply to agent fees. That's how they've no. been able to get the, the players that they have in in the summer, despite all of the financial shenanigans going on over there. Yeah, uh, over it's, the sort of it's, whatever. it's interesting that we've mm. gone ahead. It's like it's like we've gone a little bit less heavy on agent fee, but you actually think about last season, we were in the same position as Derby last mm. season. We had to go exactly. with agent stuff. So yeah, it probably yeah. probably says a lot really about both sets of teams in terms of mm. last season we had to go the same route as Derby to get players in, and this season we didn't have to. Uh, but it is interesting but to see no, us doing yeah. it. Knowing the knowing uh, what sort of agencies are probably like knowing that Sheffield Wednesday last season and Derby this season have had these embargoes, etc., they will know full well, free agent market, they, they've they basically put their prices up because they know that they're in demand. So yeah. it's like they were, they were sort of, they had a lot of more power compared to teams outside of a embargo, I think. And that's probably why they ended up charging more in agent fees. It, it, it kind of good to see because clubs. it, does, it yeah. does mean we are starting to learn a little bit of lessons on that, oh, yeah. having to not have to pay as much. It was interesting that Darren Morney press conference on Friday was very much saying how the youth setup is starting to look like it could start being really youthful with bringing in players from our own academy in instead of having to go out and get other players. So the fact that that's now starting to come a little bit true is something I don't think a Wednesday fan were used to. Yeah. So the fact that that's starting to come true, it's interesting there. So let's see what happens. Uh, it could completely change it all next season, depending on what league we're in. So, fingers crossed, it's the one above us <laughs> we're in. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that Wendy are just cutting the pair strings a little bit on things like that, and it says a lot about what Darren contacts are. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I I I sincerely don't think if we didn't have Darren Moore as the manager, we wouldn't have been able to sign the caliber of players that we have done be able to get us top of the league yeah like granted again granted it's only on a on a very thin tether that we're top of the league right now but even have even so the players that we have got this season have got us to this position yeah so like that's not a small feat to keep that's a very happy clapper statement i know i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying right yeah the players we have got may not be performing at the minute a lot of them but they've got us here to the mm. to actually giving us hope again that we will go up automatically um but yes the next story you want to take is it from the star and it is the simple reason that sheffield wednesday man josh windass is abroad it's just for a bit of clarity on the injury that he's got so and i quote windass sets set tongs wagging on thursday morning having posted a selfie image with a backdrop of sunnier climbs i, I assume that means climates yep sunnier climates on uh, social media it comes after he suffered an injury in Wednesday's draw against Bolton Wanderers earlier this month, leaving a hole in the Owls' attacking output that is proving difficult to plug. Star understands Windass has spent some time in Spain after being given time off to rest up ahead of a return to Middlewood Road for further treatment and assessment in the coming days. After Wednesday evening's draw at Cheltenham, more reflected on the impact uh, the absence of Windass and Byers ha had, has had on the team's fortunes. Moore also admits Byer's injury was more of a concern to him than of Win than uh, the one of Windass. To lose, and, and he says to the star, 
To lose those kinds of players has been a blow, but we've got on with it and we've not moaned and we'll continue, he said. Hopefully in the weeks to come, we'll get Pato and Icky back at, at, to add to that group, which will be a welcome boost. And hopefully we'll get some more uh, news on Josh and George. End quote. So yes, everybody being all weird, like saying, why is he sunning himself in Spain? How dare he? How dare he go on holiday? It wasn't a holiday. It was to see this specialist that Darren Moore was talking about. I think, I think he's a bit special, but he also did turn around and say in the thing, <laughs> that we did tell him to go rest and exactly. kind of thing. And if Josh Windass is a thing, in a position to go to Spain and rest, <laughs> who wouldn't not take that? Exactly. Exactly. You, you, you were been told you're a bit ill. Uh, you need to go take some time off. Where am I going? I'm going to Spain. I'm going to go to Spain. Yeah. Have a, have it, a bit of a de-stress, you know? Um, it's interesting because it did send people a bit mental. Uh, yeah. Did, did we, just anything that come out Wednesday related, it just, it's been Meltdown City. Uh, so we'll go, we'll, we'll go on to the next one because yeah. it kind of says a similar interesting thing. Interesting that Icky's going to be back though in mm, Wekway because yes. he's a player that I think we, should, we need back very yeah. soon because that... That might would... instill a bit more confidence in that defense, I think. Yeah, him and Flint him and Flint will be an interesting partnership. Yeah. Because honestly, like he was marshalling that defense so much mm. towards the start of the season and keeping them like uh disciplined and yeah. keeping the head screwed on and everything. And that's kind of I think what we're missing at the minute. Right. So Darren Moore and Mitch Sheffield went to trio must do better, plus updates on Josh Windass and Gregor Joe Byers, but I'm not gonna talk about it because we've just done that. Sheffield, mm. Sheffield Wednesday manager Darren Moore has thrown down the gauntlet for midfield trio Sharif Backinson, Dennis Adenin and Fizz Deli Bashiru by insisting they need to do better after flattering to deceive on reading outgoings. This is from the Yorkshire Post. Backinson oh. has started the Owls' last two games and underwhelmed against Cheltenham by Green Rovers. Adenin has failed to impress in starts at Rovers Barnsley with Wednesday who run without a win is now up to four matches which at the time of recording uh, the article was it was badly missing injured Joe Byers in the end room. Fizz has also struggled to have match impact and was an unused sub versus Cheltenham. They've all stepped in and been given a chance to take a claim. Darren Moore says, "Have any of them grabbed the ball by the horn? No, not really. But they know if they are keen and working, be ready for next opportunity. Depending on in industries and trains, they have to go again Saturday." Uh, Moore said they, at the time of recording, we had the little thing, we were a bit worried about Dan McKinney offer, but he looked okay yesterday as yeah. well as we could do. But again, having someone like um, a Whitway coming back will be helpful. And in this, he said, win that and buy return. Uh, won't be back for next, next week, and I have to assess them once they, with more detail. But he says, hey, with Josh, it's probably that we're more hopeful on him, but I won't draw on anything. And this is the thing. A bunch of people going, why won't Darren Moore come out and just say they're out for a season or whatever? Because he hasn't got that clarity yet to say they are. Exactly. He has That's said, why he's he, bringing them back in to give look them a at, look at Look at Ben Hennigan. As soon as mm. Ben Hegan, Hennigan got told with his injury, he was like, he's done for the season. If mm. he comes back, he comes back. With Patterson, yeah. he was very much like, I'm not sure. He might be mm. done. But he's also said, look at how fast Pato heals. Pattinson yes. had got some sort of magic healing gottishness in him that <laughs> seemed to just go, it's, I can get it's better. all that magic haggis he was eating as a young man, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, terrible impression, I'm sorry. I'm and it's, it, it's one of those things where you're looking at it and you're going, just calm it down yeah. a bit. Because, yes, the players look knackered because they're playing weak. It, we're back. Mm. We are back. If we were, it's effectively championship... Uh, if, if we have player sort of back, around, if we have player back like we would have, there'd be a complete rotation, and that's there why. Be. Like if you look at the next results, it's Oxford, uh, Atkinson, Stanley, then it's Burton, Bristol, and then it's <laughs> um, who's that on that twenty second? Uh, Exeter. So if you're looking at this, we've got game, game, four days, game, game, yep. three days, and then game, and then we've got an entire week off. Before the yes. Shrewsbury Town game, which could be very, very crucial for yes. getting certain players back. You could be turning around and saying that Oxford um, and Aki, you don't have Windaf back, but you could be saying Bristol Rovers and the rest of the game then is back, or even mm -hmm. Burton on the bench, depending on what how it is. Yeah, and that's the same with Pato. Pato could, you never know. Pato could be ready for Easter Monday, and yeah. Icky. This is the thing that you got. The problem is people are trying to just. 
I get it. We're all frustrated when the fans at the minute because it's one of those things we, it, where people have gone. We could we've seen it coming again where we've not strengthened in certain positions. We've not done this, and yes, it does show you how reliant we are on two players. We shouldn't be that reliant yes. on two players at all. Sure. We should be able to have players go right. I can step into this role. They're out, in out kind of thing. But that's something as a club and Darren all have to figure out because. There'll be some players in this squad who will not be here next season, whatever league we're in. I mean, I, I, I'm even predicting we might have a very big turnaround and very big overhaul of the squad if, uh, should we, I'm saying, should we go up? Because again, I don't want to jinx it and say, yes, we're going up. But, you know, yeah. in the event of going up to the championship, I am pretty sure there'll be a massive, massive squad overhaul with this. Yeah. Because many experts from outside of the club like Chris Waddle even said in that Newcastle uh, FA Cup game, he said they need to have a big old turnaround of players in, in the summer. Should they, you know, I, I think that was going to be a given up. anyway, if we went up, because there's, yeah. a good, there's a lot of good league one players in here, but there's some that may not make the step up. Yeah. Uh, but that's here. No, there we're not there yet. So exactly, there's no point exactly. talking about it, but it's interesting. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get Joff back sooner than later and that that he's in training this week or being assessed and it's a little bit better than we first thought. Yeah. But like like we said all through this, we just need to chill a bit on that one. Hmm. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Reese James is keen to stay. Uh, this is from the Football Fancast. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday defender Reese James admitted that he's keen to make a permanent move to Hilper. The Owls left back first made his move from to South Yorkshire when he uh, put pen to paper on a season-long loan from Blackpool in July, having worked with Darren Moore as well. He's had 22 appearances with us this season. The star contact in Bloomfield isn't set to fire until next summer. Uh, summer? Summer. But, simmer. But Mick McCarthy's side will know the upcoming transfer window will be present in the final big opportunity. Now, during an interview for the Yorkshire Live back in December, the 29-year-old hinted that he would be open to playing for the automatic promotion chase of full-time, easy, lovely timer. Uh, again, this is one of these articles where he just picked out l different interviews and just shoved it into one. Just sort of, uh, yeah. At the moment, there hasn't been any conversations of myself with either club, really, but obviously I'm really enjoying my football and really enjoying my time at the club. You never know what will, can happen. I'm keen to something to happen, but we'll have to see. I'm really enjoying my time here and I've loved it. My main focus is to get the job and get it over the line. There's not really been any contact with Blackpool, They've got their focus. I've got mine. I'm here to stay. They're to stay in the champion. Mine to get into the championship with Sheffield Wednesday. And that's all I'm considering. Now, before we go into the next part of this, the interesting thing about this is that they've not had any contact, which mm. is something weird. Because normally yeah. lone teams like to normally keep... someone yeah someone someone would normally check in just to see how mm. they're doing or whatever. You know, doesn't matter what age they are. Total... Yeah, and the fact that probably Mick McCarthy's not really gone in to like have a word and see how he's doing or just introduce himself yeah. is interesting. Uh, it said to me, it said to me they probably will let him go. They'll want but, to let him go in the summer. But yeah. if they go down, hmm. he's the ideal he's player with us this year. That he's very good to get a team back up. So it's it's because at the minute case, Blackpool are twenty third on thirty five points. Hmm. Uh, so it could, it's, oh, it's going to be interesting because it it's, could cause yeah. an issue for Wednesday in terms of who we go for and how we do yeah. it. Now, th this bit here is, Judge uh, Sheffield Wednesday by James. Uh, he's been excellent this year. He's on 3.7K per week, apparently. Uh, he's averaging 2.1 tackles and two clearance per, per, per game. Uh, prior to Cheltenham game, James has provided four assists with, a total of 32 crosses, which is something we haven't done a lot. And the yeah. thing is, the one thing that was nice is that when he was in midfield on Saturday, he didn't look out of place. The no. only criticism I could probably say about him, he was probably a little bit, some of his position was a little bit out there. But like Darren mm. Moore said in Preckham's, Liam Palmer had played in midfield in, in training. Yeah. So, so I was saying, we, this is the kind of play. Now, I'll put it to you. Do we buy James or not? Would you get? Would you buy him? Yes or no? No. I think we need to go fresh start. I I think honestly, when we get back to the championship, we need to go full fresh start for a lot of players. Keep mm. obviously keep Windass, Volks, Bannon. Uh, I'd even say maybe Michael Smith. Let him go as well. Sell Michael Smith on. 
mm. and pretty much part. Well, yeah, Palmer, Windass, Volk. You, you Spires, look. Bannon, you look at that team. If you go, are the core that I would keep and build the team around <laughs> in the championship. You do look at that team and you look at how many players we might need to bring in. It would be a big transfer window. I know. Yeah. It, it, and well, that's, again, that's even if we look, go up or go down. Look at look at all that. Or go down. Not, crikey. Not, not go going, down. I mean, stay in League stay, One. Yeah. Stay in League One. You yeah, know what yeah. I meant. Yeah. But um, it, Darren Moore's proven that he can do a massive wholesale change of the whole squad because he did it last year. And that yeah. was with a transfer embargo, you know? Like, and this, this summer was only just adding the icing to the cake kind of thing, adding the cherry on top mm. to what he built last uh, season. And that's all paid dividends. So he would be able to do it again. I mean, what a wider thing that I am worried about is if should we not go up, I'm really, really concerned that the players will have cost him his job. Yeah. If we I'm, don't go up. I'm a little bit worried if Darren Moore doesn't because go up. It wouldn't fresh. be Darren Moore's fault if we don't go up. This is the players. This is down to the players, mm. not the manager, in my opinion. And but that, uh, I you can, can say that about them. I can understand why Chan Siri mm. would turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want, I don't want to dismiss you, but you've been here two seasons, we, yeah, and your your thing has been to get us out of here, and you haven't it's done again, it, yeah." And yes. I understand yeah. it, and he's done really well. It's like, what more can I give you? Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, I do understand it in terms of a business kind of point of view. I've given you yeah. everything to do it, and it's still not worth what missing. Why can't we, are we not, do that? Just, just a disclaimer, right? We are not advocating for Darren no. Moore being sacked no. or anything. But in that scenario, in in scenario of we throw away promotion and don't get promoted, I don't. I think if look in the Difficult. stressful event that we do the playoffs and we win the playoffs. He wouldn't be sacked because, don't, again, I don't objective, want to do objective playoffs. is to just get out the league, in my opinion. But I'm not saying we'll do playoffs. I'm just saying, right, in that case of, of a yeah, scenario. Yeah, I don't want to do playoffs. I've got plans in May. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, mate. But One out like, on 100% sure I can't get out of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Do you want to take this story? Do you want to take the other story afterwards? Um, I will take this story if you want. Okay, yeah, go for it. So another article by Mr. Alan Biggs, who you probably see all over social media for various different news sources that I keep seeing pop up. Um, Sheffield Wednesday still have bad habits to break despite smashing records. Uh, and the article goes, and I quote, and it's one Sheffield Wednesday are having to address, albeit from a position of strength. How to win a game of football without a clean sheet of which there have been a club record of uh, 21 across the season, which is an admirable and reflects on the team as a whole, not just the defence. Commendably, also, they have won all but two of those games, goalless draws with Derby and Oxford. Gregory keen to repay fans and, uh, and bounce owls out from punk, uh, writing ahead of... Sorry, the uh, the, article the article's all over the place. So, so basically, um, what he what he's basically yeah, saying he's, in the article is yeah. said that we still got some bad habits that are still coming through, i.e., like yes. the concentration at the end of games and stuff. But he's saying that there's still a lot of things to try and go for. Uh, yeah. The interesting, like right now, is like going more direct to the front line, lacking paper without Windass and left passing yeah. across the back is one option. Something we have seen a little bit of um, happen, like the. Yes. I will say yeah. something. I love Stockdale. I loved his interview midweek. I thought it was a really good rallying cry, but that man gave me heart potation, heart potation Some, when he's he, at the he back just, at times. He seems to hold, sometimes he holds on to the ball too long in that situation where there's the strike, the, the strikers bearing down on him and he just keeps the ball That's where Dawson had been long. good at the distribution, and, yeah. getting out his feet quickly. But it will be interesting to see what happens. Like It's weird. We're getting very close mm. to the end of the season and it, it feels really, really strange at the minute. Um, this is interesting. So, how do you pronounce this, yes. Jack? This one, the so the zone to revolutionise English football with EFL TV rights and three PM blackout change. So, yes, they are looking at trying to buy the streaming for every EFL game. Now, that would yes. mean the three P. It's very similar to what they do in NFL and NBA and stuff. Where and of course, if you're a if you're a youngun like myself, you will know the zone. 
from the friggin' Logan Paul versus Jake Paul boxing fights, the YouTuber boxing yeah. events. Um, they also do that. At the moment, as so, it stands, yes. Sky Sports show 138 games per season across all three divisions, but only two championship fixes televised each week, a report uh, in 2020. Um, now, the other issue here is that this is something that I is interested because it's, it's looking like they're looking to get more uh, lucrative contracts because the actual deal ends at the end of 2023, 2024 mm. with Guy Force. Now, for me, if this does happen, bye-bye my Guy Force subscription because yeah. what I pay and what for it is I still watch a lot, but I, I'm in a cap 22 because I love watching all kinds of sports. I love watching cricket. I love watching golf. I know we said cricket boring at times, but I do like watching it when I want to sit down and just chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I'd like, I said it like, oh, I'm mm. an old man. Oh. And I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, the, the problem is, though, they have their own financial stuff, though. The streaming yes. is known product in the UK for the boxing, and it recorded an annual loss of $1.9 in January. So it will be interesting what happens here because apparently, like you look at other places, the three PM blackout is interesting because everything, like it says here, it's their service plan to replicate the NFL red zone, showing uh, shows allowing fans to watch each goal as they go in. But there is a counterpoint here. So if you could read this one for me, uh, Jack, this is from the the seventy two at underscore the seventy two. Yes, so at underscore the 72 says, With news that DAZN plan to broadcast every EFL game live, there's no better time to explain why the 3pm blackout is so important. England has the deepest pyramid in terms of attendances, and no other league has such traditional and sacrosanct times for football for all games. There'll be thousands of walk-up casual fans who'll stop going to watch their local team they can watch the big boys on telly. It's these casual fans who pay their 10 to 25 pounds on the turnstile plus other spends, which helps to keep these clubs running in terms of a weekly uh, cash flow because season ticket holders pay in one at the start of the season. Think of the amount of away fans that would stop going and traveling hours on the coach because they can <laughs> watch it on telly with the zone. Counter it's here. also not about. Counter here. I understand that thing, but there's a culture where there's a lot of fans who will still do it anyway because that's their one weekly thing where they go to go out with their mates. Just, of course. Just to counter there on that. Carry on. Sorry. Of course. Um, uh, yes, because they can watch it on telly. It's also not about one game or one weekend. It's about habit forming. It's about behavioral patterns. It's about how removing the blackout could, in the long term, have an irreversible effect on parts of the pyramid. England is the only country in Europe where we have one time slot. 73% of match matches in the UK kick off at 3pm on a Saturday, as opposed to 28% in Germany, which is the next highest. Think about that, right? All from the Premier League, all the way down to the far lowest reaches of grassroots football. It's all at the same time on the same day. Um, and yet, that's not the case. And the the nearest high, uh, the nearest highest like percentage of that is twenty eight percent. Think about that wow. difference. You then open up the possibility for people to go uh, to watch it at their mates or decide to stay in the pub and watch it. Again, this is habit forming, longer term things. It's so dangerous, and it could kill what's brilliant about English football. You'll get forty thousand at a ground in the championship. Three League One teams get around 30,000. A League Two team uh, gets uh, 20,000. There's a National League team that got 15,000 plus fans this season. We can all guess who that is. Hmm. They've got a freaking Disney Plus documentary right now, which is actually really good. Um, anyway, South Shields, who play in the seventh tier, average 2,000 fans. You can't risk losing the beauty of that just to pander to those who don't already go to the football matches. I completely understand that there are circumstances that mean, unfortunately, some supporters are unable to attend. But the power of English football, its supporters and its attendances, far outweigh that. Yes. Now, so that's that's what the uh, the uh, EF the seventy two uh, has said on Twitter, and I've just added little un at underscore the seventy two. Yes. Now yes. I understand. I understand that, and I understand it very much so. But. And all that point is very, very much valid. I get it mm. completely. 
The issue I have is do clubs then have to put their prices down to get people in? If people can do that. Now, if you bring prices down, those things that else have got to go elsewhere like catering mm-hmm. or because if they know they're not exactly. going to have the many fans in, they're not going to have much catering. Then you're exactly. going to have people go, well, I went to this ground and they ran out of pies and beer. Why can't this is really badly run? Well, they don't know what they're getting. There's, there's good, the good and bad reason for the 3 p.m. blackout. In fact, speaking on that point about the catering and people running out of things, do you remember the season, the season before the COVID season? At Hillsborough, where we had the like the digital video gamey pattern yes. on the shirts and stuff. That season, we kept running out of of stuff. Mm, we did, and lots of other lots of fans were complaining about it. So it's it's that situation, and we don't want to go back to that because we don't want to go back to that. But also, rep. we don't want to go back to the whole kind of like pandemic. And I know pandemic oh, was course. a completely different thing because people wanted to go. Yeah. But I think the pandemic showed people how much they missed going out. And I uh, exactly. going to, and I think. As much as saying, oh, there'll be some people who go, I'm going to have this and not this kind of thing. There'll be still people who will be like, it's my tradition. Even younger mm. generation, when they go with the dads or when daughters go with dads and mums or mums and daughters go, there will be a tradition of people that just go to football on a weekend. That's yeah. the thing they do. Or it, it's Tuesday night, we're going to Cheltenham. You're going to school in the morning, you'll be mm. knackered, but we're going to Cheltenham because that's what we do. And yes. I think the traditional side of it could potentially go, could potentially go if it, if people see it. But these kind of deals are interesting because the EFL are in a really weird p- position at the minute. Because the EFL could turn around to this lot and go, look, you can add the right, but you're not grabbing the 3 p.m. We're, yeah. we're keeping that in stone. That's in the contract. So if you want it, you're going to have to take it as that. And you look at what happens in the championship. And I will say now, Sky Sports coverage of anything below league championship is horrible. It's, yeah. it's poor. It is poor. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's poor. No, if you're it saying, is, if you're saying it's got to be the EFL that you're going to shoot, do the EFL 72. And I understand it. They want to take more... They, Championship game, get more views. And if it's a Burnley versus yes. Sheffield United, then a Bradford versus Donny Rovers in League 2. But still, the way it's done, they only ever do lower league football when it's in the international, the international break. break. And it, it only ever seems to be a Barnsley, a Donny, uh, not a Donny, a Barnsley, a Derby, a Wednesday, an Ipswich. Yes. Why isn't there someone else, like a Fleetwood versus Forest Green or something of that nature? Yeah. They deserve to have that too. They are part exactly. of the 72. The way it's done is really poor, but I thought that tweet was good to be in because it has a good counter-argument. Because oh, absolutely. we've had it before where we've been on this show very much like the idea of doing like a digital season ticket or a 3pm thing is good. But also, it's how you might let the club market it back, back into it. I think that the, the, the thing that they need to do is keep it sort of as it is right now. With, in terms of like, you know, the iFollow service, right? Just all they need, to, they don't need to change the rule to scrap the 3 p.m. completely in any way, shape, or form. All they need to do is end the blackout on, on the EFL 72, not for the lower league stuff or whatever, because that means that none of this tradition's lost, I, I guess. Like, what they're, what they're almost suggesting is that they're just totally gonna, uh, get rid of all attendances from all lower league grassroots football everything when i've been to several grassroots football games the They're fans awesome. <laughs> arguably at those grassroots best, games are more diehard yeah. than fans of like sheffield wednesday or premier league t- and anything they are more diehard what, 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 what was it what was this weekend i was reading something because someone i know played football and he just retired yeah. he literally just retired he's like played everything it was his last game uh this weekend and what does he do as he parting gets the last game? Is a defender, mind you, good from the halfway line. Yeah, in his last game. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun to watch the non-league stuff. And like, you see, it's weird because I understand both perspectives totally. Because I, for what, and I don't mind talking about it again because it's been quite a while since I've spoken about it. But like, for for quite a long time, the prospect of going back to Hillsborough without my dad with me because he's, he passed away uh, four years ago now, 
prospect of going back to Hillsborough and watching Wednesday games without him has been far too much for me to handle. I couldn't do it yeah. because it just felt wrong, like not having my dad there sat next to me kind yeah. of thing. But I know, like, I'm doing better with it now, and I do plan on going back to watching Wednesday. And I know Jake here, like, I want to go with him um, and stuff, and we can make new traditions of seeing Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, whatever, together as, as pals or whatever. But, like... Can you imagine, longest, can you imagine and, a deck therapy box? I'm not the only one that thinks like that. Like, can you imagine it, though, a deck therapy box worker with oh, yeah. Jake <laughs> at a starting game? Like a Talking Wednesday match day vlog thing of like yeah. the three of us. It's very, it's very rare that we all get to go on the same yeah. bit because we all have different schedules yeah. and stuff. For me, it's a safety thing. Uh, thing. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> good luck. I'd you're... be your carer. Oh, my <laughs> God. God. Yeah. It'd be like Little Britain with uh, the Andy in the wheelchair and, and me looking after you, but you, there wouldn't be a wheelchair involved. It'd just be like, oh, and, oh, oh, Jake, do you want, you like that Wednesday share? Do you want one? And then you'd look back up back at me and be like, yeah, I do. I don't want it. Yeah, that's that's literally what it's like, wouldn't it? Little Britain. Oh, it's, dear. It's little talking wed. <laughs> oh, but, um, but yeah. It, like, and I know I'm not the only one with that sort of thing where, like, because mm. I know Adam, bless yeah. him, he, he was, he's been talking to me a lot about stuff to do with losing fathers. Uh, and if you didn't read his article that he was in the star talking yeah. about it actually a while ago, and it was quite a, uh, quite no, a sure. moving article. Yeah. Um, he said the same sort of thing to me, but he's been able to go to away games now, bless him, yeah. good on him. And he is wanting to go to the Derby game at the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, Hullsborough again because he's been feeling the same. He 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 felt really bad about going without his dad. I think um, I think it yeah. though. I think it when you build those traditions and then you exactly. lose that person who made that tradition for you, it's difficult. Yeah. Or like I have the thing where I'm slowly building a tradition of taking my little in. Uh, yeah, but it it's it's difficult. Like it's it's always one of those things. It's always going to be the hardest game when you go when there's yeah. was somebody who was always there for you. Or yeah. with you at the games, and that you could just have a rant with who just not just random person sat next to you yelling, hmm. kind of thing. So I'll, it is I'll what it is. Get it though. Like the the first game of the game, I did. Sorry to just go on off a little personal tangent right now, but I just I, it's really nice, and it might oh. make a lot of you listening kind of all ah and all warm and fuzzy. But the first game that I saw after my dad had passed was a month, about a month or so ish later, and it was Derby County away where Steve Bruce was in charge. Um, and I just remember, like, ahead of the kickoff, it, all the players came out, and, like, it almost seemed like there was a beam of light that came down onto the football that was at the center circle Aww. as the teams were walking out and everything, and it, and I just sort of felt like it was a, don't worry, son, I'm still here with yeah. you, kind of sign from me dad. But, yeah, yeah, that was all Thank that. You. But, yeah, the, the whole prospect of going back to Hillsborough now, it, like, it, this... People with personal circumstances like that, or or illnesses, disabilities, work sh schedules, they might not be able to go, but still want to support the team by paying for an online yeah. season ticket with iFollow or something. Let so let that know the rules, yes. what you but, think about the idea of this. How yes, how many yeah, do you think? It's, it's it'll a be, whole it'll debate. Be, it'll be it's a good a good conversation in the comment section about what people think. Yeah. So Wednesday play up for United next. Now, um, I don't want to bring this back up, back up, but they have one. One in 12. Mm, yeah, but you see, the unbeaten run that we went on, lots of teams hadn't won mm. in quite a number of games, and we still beat them. So it's, yes. it's a, a bit of a old... It's almost like a trauma response now to now, sort of go... This is for, oh. for the people going, you're going to Oxford, the, yes. the renowned stadium. The, tops. Oh. The, anyway. the stadium with only three sides because one yes. side is a car park. Uh, which is always weird. Um, but I love the, League One. Their Great. record, their record this season is nine, eleven, eighteen. They're on thirty-eight points. They are twentieth in League One, so they are needing to get these points. Uh, their home That's record relegation scrap side, isn't it? Yeah, they just recently got Liam Manning in, which is kind of interesting mm. because Carl Robinson got replaced by Liam Manning at MK Dons, and then. Carl Robinson got replaced by Liam Manning at Oxford. At Oxford. <laughs> United. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're just going to follow each other. 
They're just uh, going to keep, yeah, one's going to keep following the other after, you know, they've gone. Then it's, oh, yeah, we'll get Liam. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Peterborough going for the Rolodex of managers. Yeah. <laughs> Darren yeah. Ferguson, <laughs> Grant McCann. Yeah. <laughs> Redo. Uh, oh, let's get Darren back in again. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Um, why not? So, yeah, I'm the one being a bit picky with teams this week. Yes. Uh, home record is 5 3 10, 18 points. Their away record is 4 8 8, 20 points. So, they've got an okay record. Uh, they've got 39 game, 30, yeah, thirty-nine goals. They're at 1.03 per game. Goals against is 49, 1.29 per game. And they've got a minus 10 goal difference. What are you thinking on this one? How do you think it's going to be? Yeah. It's it's interesting. Is I look at the minute. I just I don't want to make any predictions because I get that. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm too. I'm too. After the games that we've just had, I just don't. I just want to be presented we need, we, with whatever the heck happens on the night. We 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 need a I win. I don't want to go we into do, it with we any do need a win. Yes, but yes. at the same time, we need to just get it out of our system. I yes. think if we get a win, we'll be fine. Uh, it's... I still can't believe they've got a car park on one side of the ground. Been like that oh for years, God. though. That does, to be fair, that does make sense. It is it is not a primarily football place? It's primarily primarily a polo place, you know, and a squash place because it's Oxford University, darling. You know, land of the toffs. I look. We haven't had a work who upsets a fan base for a while, so we needed to get that one in. All right. So there you go. You're happy now. It's Oxford, land of the torps. Oh, oh, dear. Anyway, yes. Right, so. on that one, uh, I think we will end it there uh, <laughs> with work out upsetting fan bases. Um, yes. It's what he does well, uh, among it, it other is, things. It is. Uh, anything it is. else before we end this podcast, my friend? I just think we need to have a bit of a discussion, right, about what the hell is going on with the club. Because... There's, it's clearly a big point of discussion right now amongst the fan bases online about if we're bottling promotion. Do you think we're bottling promotion? Honest to God, like, hand on heart, very, very blatant, you know, just say how you feel about it. What do you think? Right now? Last couple of games feels like we possibly could. Personally. But I've also seen this team come back and do things that I've not seen this team ever do. Yes. So I'm I'm in like this really weird limbo thing at the minute where I'm not too sure. They they need to show up. I think this week of having yeah. no games is going to be so crucial yes. because they're going to be uh, more inclined to think. And the one thing we haven't mentioned is that one of the big things here, Barry Bannon's family just had a beautiful boy little boy yes and did. he's just had a week where he's not probably had much sleep yet he's played two yeah. games of football and played them well I so think the simple fact that his baby was born night before the forest green rovers no, it was born game before the and he still cheltenham oh cheltenham sorry yep. and he still drove down to cheltenham to play for wednesday he arrived at 2 p.m on the day yeah the rest of the team had got there well before but i think what we've got to do is keep the faith let's just use what we use that we've used for so many years and it gets lost so many times and it's very yeah. simple we're all Wednesday aren't we yes and that's yes. all I can say really so yeah I mean, uh, my, my take on it is we just need to stop having passengers in the team because you all need like if the players hear this or not right this is just a bit of an address to them a, a rallying call if you like from fans whatever this is the time to step up. This is not the time for being passengers and expecting everybody else to work for you. You need to put the shift in because if you don't do that, we're not getting promoted. And that is the ultimate aim. And I understand like, you know, Stockdale's come out and said that all the players want it. And uh, Barry Bannon's also said that all the players want it. They're just a bit tired or whatever, but it's time to put it like circumstances of me mean right now you need to push through this this is just a pain barrier that you need to push this yes everybody gets tired and things and you can't use tiredness as an excuse or to a point you need it needs to be pushed through and you need to have the mental strength of titanium for this because this is the last hurdle this is getting over sheffield wednesday 
is the last hurdle, if you like, because the, the chance of it all being in our hands is gone now, all but gone. We're now having to slightly look at other people's results to make sure that we can still get automatically promoted. So now is the time to dig deep and dig as, as deep as you possibly have ever dug. I know obviously others have been having to dig deep from the playoff final of 2016 because we've still got a couple of those lads in the squad. Not many, though. But yeah, not many. But even so, channel that. Channel, yeah. channel be even better than that because we need to get back into the championship. Let's it, see it, where we are come next podcast because it could have all changed in the next yeah. two games. So thank you for joining us yeah. on this episode. We hope you are all well and doing well. And let's just see what happens next week. Thank you for joining us on Talking Wednesday. See you later.